when they eat churches, they want to lay hand on somebody. Right. They want to speak in counterfeit tongues. Wow. They want to release demons. But how can you make America great again if you don't get on your face and repent? What's a just God supposed to do? If he does nothing, he is, in a sense, giving consent to the right. sin. When the government dictates what religion is, our morals will be stripped. Well, they're setting it up for you guys, the younger generation, to take the hit. They see a church that's on fire for God. Mm -hmm. That's the church that gets targeted. You're in a worship saying, praise Jesus. We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will. And strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. Hey everybody, David here. Um, <laughs> caught me drinking my coffee. Um, <clears throat> hey, I have a question for you, okay? And Spencer's question is for you. Um, should Christians do drugs? Should Christians take drugs? No. Obvious answer is no. no. Um, I mean, <clears throat> maybe pharmaceuticals, like, you know, the, um, you take pain pills or you take, you know, you get an operation or antibiotics and, you know, stuff like that. But, but, but drugs for pleasure, no, correct? No. Right. So what's with the coffee? Coffee's a drug. Should Christians drink coffee? It's definitely something to think about. I've been drinking a lot more coffee lately. And so I'm going to ask you, you guys out there, I want you to, to chat with me. Should Christians drink coffee? Now, I love coffee, and I hope God allows me to drink coffee. I hope God is okay with that, okay? To the point where, you know, I'll Google enough where I'll find some doctor will say that drinking two cups of coffee today a day will make you live, you know, 20 times longer, right? Because you got to find something to back up whatever addiction you have, you know. And I don't know if it would be addiction, but I sure love it in the morning, okay? But it's a question that we have to ask ourselves, all right? Okay, so if... Someone documented your life. It's the New Year's. And someone documented your life this past year, past 12 months. Spencer, if someone documented your life and they put the documentation of your life in, let's say, in the Bible. Let, let's say they were writing the Bible. Okay, it was a book that people were reading and, and they would sit around and study the, the Bible to learn how to live life. If your life was in there the past year, would the people reading it, would they be inspired? Would they be bored? Or would they be discouraged, maybe even disgusted? You're asking me? Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel I've grown a lot spiritually this year, so I hope they'd be inspired. Okay, inspired. Well, I'm asking you guys out there, look back at your life. I'm looking back at my life. Would people read your life the past year and say, wow, this guy, this gal, they really inspire me. Look at their life. Look what they've done. 
Or would it just be eh, boring? Or would it be even discouraging, depress depressing? And that's, I think that's something we, we all as believers have to look in the mirror and we've got to ask ourselves and be honest. Now, I got to tell you, there's times that I cop out, all right? I'm done. I'm finished with life. Give me a bowl of popcorn. I'm going to sit and watch Archie Bunker reruns, you know, all in the family. I just want to see him, you know, say terrible things to Edith. No, I'm just kidding. But, but there's times I zone out. All right, there's times I'll zone out on the Waltons, Little House on the Prairie. I'll just, I need to escape. But, and I know that's boring to people who read that in my life, but I would hope that people would read for the most part and go, wow, this guy's out of his mind. He's crazy for Christ, right? And that's what I think we need to ask ourselves. All right, let's go to this article here, uh, Spencer. Ah, the CDC. Ah, the, the, it's the Center of Disease Control. What do they, let's put that up. CDC urges schools to adapt LGBT curriculum, endorse transgen, gen, transgender identity. Let me read that again. CDC urges schools to adopt LGBT curriculum, endorse transgender identity. What? All right, just days after Christmas, the Centers for D Disease Control and Prevention published, published a self-assessment tool urging teachers, and listen to this, administrators, school health staff, and others to become an awesome ally by advocating for LGBT causes in school. What the heck does the Center for Disease Control have to do with transgender? And why would they care? Ah, we're gonna talk about that in underground. So I want you to stay with me. In about 45 minutes, we're going underground. The only way you can go with us if you join davidhevener.tv, join now. We'll send you an email or send us an email, admin at davidhevener.tv. We'll send you a link to get in. We'll be with my guest, okay, as we go underground. All right, what are we talking about? Cult killings, murders that target the innocent and the vulnerable and the purpose, the purpose is sacrificing these victims, these innocent victims, to their dark satanic god. Now, these killings are vast and they're increasing, yet the mainstream media refuse to cover it. So it goes into places like this, like you and I, because we're the mouthpiece for the innocent, for the vulnerable, and we are the spokesman for Christ. We're ambassadors. So we step up to the plate. That's exactly what we're doing tonight. Now, the mainstream media will cover it if it gets to be, hey, it's too loud, it's too noisy. So they'll have to cover it, or if it's political. Otherwise, silent. So why is it? Why is there so much hush-hush behind these killings? And I'm talking occult killings, and they're on the rise, and they're happening left and right, folks, and no one is addressing it. Who's behind it? What's their agenda? More important, how does it fit into these last days? And who are they targeting now? Can you say Christians? I got some videos that have just gone up on uh, davidhevener.tv, and uh, I'm going to play a clip from uh, a few of these videos. You can catch it on the Spotlight channel, uh, and you can only see it on David Hevener. 
twitch.tv. I want to play uh, the um, let's, this is the MK Ultra, and the Nazi occult tried to kill my family. This is Michael Lake. We're just going to play a little clip off of this, okay? Uh, Spencer, go on that. Dr. Lake, MK Ultra. Um, what is MK Ultra? MK Ultra was a dark project by the United States to see if they could create a super spy. And the way that they would do it is they would, through uh, torture, they would create alternate personalities within the person that they could access through coding. That uh, you could have, let's say, a salesman that was overseas, and he's just think he's selling typewriters or whatever. And because of it, of all that information be contained in an alternate personality. You could torture him, you could do whatever, and you would never find, you would without the right access code, uh, you would never get to that spy. And of course it, it proliferated through and, and they ended up having uh, super soldiers with it. They ended up having, uh, they're called betas or sexual slaves. And just, uh, they, they also ventured into Psy Warriors and a lot of different aspects with the MK Ultra project. It's a military uh, program multiple basically. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, it, uh, now, are there many MK Ultras walking around now today as we speak? Oh, that's the question. MK Ultra. It was, a, it was a plan by the military. The question is where did it come from and who they pass it on to? And are they using it now? And how has it leaked into the commonplace with you and I? This is part of these end times. I'm gonna bring on my guest. Uh, he's an attorney, author, researcher, William Ramsey, graduate of University of California, Berkeley. Okay, so don't hold that against him. I, I was in California for years too. He's written a lot of books on this. He's devoted his life to it. He is a dedicated, hardworking Christian. Uh, William, you there with me, buddy? I am, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. I want to read this scripture, and actually you pointed it out, but I'd like to put it up. Let this be our scripture for tonight, William, if we could. Uh, Ephesians 5.11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Let me say it again. Have nothing to do with the fruitless seeds of darkness, but rather expose them. William, you know, most Christians will do the first part of this scripture. They'll have nothing to do with fruitless deeds. Well, they say they don't, even though they do, and they don't know that they are participating, but that's that's later on. They'll do that, but they don't expose them. The church is not going after them like a guy like you. I mean, it takes someone like you and like me to have to be on the front lines for this. We're taking the place of the church. What say you? I would agree with that. I think that uh, there's these kind of darker subjects too, maybe are not an optimal place. Uh, church is not the optimal place to talk about them. So uh, there are other venues like this one probably would be better, but I think yeah. that some uh, people are putting out information that seems to be more, like I think this guy Vagano from the Catholic Church talks about the New World Order. So some people in certain churches are talking about it, but yeah. subjects that I covered, I don't think uh, were ever covered as much maybe one that i could yeah. think they're sold for rock and roll kind of covered some yeah. of the stuff i did in my book children of the beast yeah but, yeah well I've let's talk about enough you're let's talk about we're actually swimming in like occultism the religion of occultism 
is the predominant kind of cultural ethos right now, at least in the yeah. United States. So the fact that so many people in the church aren't talking about it, or even intellectuals, uh, journalists and things like that, I find it very curious. And so I kind of, that's kind of was my goal was to shine a light on that and help people understand yeah. also myself too. So, yeah. Well, let, let's talk yeah, about I, these I think kill, kill, there's very you know. dangerous people out there doing uh, very yeah. bad things that people uh, unfortunately yeah. don't talk about enough. Okay. So, so let's talk about these cult killings. Let's talk about, I, I want to get in details. People go, what a cult. So, killing. I think you're muted. I can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me? Um, I can hear you. So, uh, Spencer, are we out there? Okay, all right. So, smiley face killers. The smiley face killers. Can you William. hear you? Okay, I don't hear you. I, do I have my headphones on? Let me try this. All right. The smiley face killers. They're 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 abducting young men, and they're 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 taking out young men. What's with these smiley face killers? The phenomenon goes all the way back to two guys who researched it independently. Gannon was in New York City, and Gilbertson is a criminal uh, a, a criminologist in in the Midwest. And so they both found that these younger men were disappearing. So there was this phenomenon taking place, and they really were the first researchers of it. Um, Gannon was a New York City police officer, and so they came up with a book called case studies in forensic drownings that covered like 14 cases but they associated these this phenomenon with the smiley face somebody would take a spray paint in an orange or something and spray paint a smiley face either in the woods or in some uh area associated with these disappearances like and there were hot spots like one was uh, La Crosse, wisconsin but that was very long ago that was almost 20 years ago so they've been researching researching and putting out a lot of this stuff for 20 years and they actually put out i think two years ago a show on oxygen a six-part show covering their cases and but why are they uh, so doing they're still that, around William? Well, what's the per what's behind the somali face killers you know it's it's sacrifice it's it's an occult type killing but what's who's behind it what did you know well what's that's behind? a good question like they haven't really been able to uh, as far as i know arrest people in association with those uh, deaths. So there have been arrests of people doing very dark stuff that may have been associated with it. One guy that comes to mind is a guy out of Michigan. His name was Katunsky, who did some horrible stuff, unspeakable depravity. Um, he was on Grinder, but I don't think they've ever really caught anybody. But and I think it, that's why this is kind of the perfect crime. I think their motivation has different things. There seems to be an over uh, propensity or proportion of Christians or believers of faith. That was kind of something that people spotted in, from some of the earlier cases. So yeah. well, there may well, be you different know, motivations. Yeah, you know, I talk about the sons of Sam uh, in my book and uh, uh, David Berkowitz, who they nailed and said he was the only, he was a, he was a lone shooter, which I think is hogwash. The sons of Sam was a, was a cult sacrifice killings. Happened in New York, folks, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. But Roy Radin, who I worked with when I was a young kid, Roy was part of that Cotton Club. Well, he was murdered. He was trying to make the Cotton Club uh, movie. And uh, he was murdered uh, execution style with 13 bullets in the back of the head. I think the, 
the, the, the book was open to Psalm 13 or something like that. And it was on Friday the 13th. William, um, are they out there trying to tell us something, all of these killings and the way they're doing it? And they're, they're kind of laughing at us saying, nobody's gonna cover this. D do you think this is kind of like a, a gaslighting? Do you think it's like a joke? They're trying to, you know, there's behind the scenes laughing. Yeah, I think those are all interesting words you, you just used to describe the phenomenon. So I do think it, I think it's the perfect crime. I think people have gotten away with it for, for decades and are continuing to do it. It stopped during COVID because nobody was really out of bars or anything, but it's picked up um, very predominant, very much so in the last few months. There's been like three cases in Houston, right. a lot of cases in Chicago. But I do think that there is something about the occult involved in this. Some of these ideas are in this one group, and I wrote about it in my most recent book called Global Death Cult about the Order of Nine Angles, where you go to a place and find a suitable sacrifice. They call it an opfer. It's a German name, O-P-F-E-R. And you, as a member, you have to actually fulfill this killing of an opfer to go and ascend up the organizational structure of the Order of Nine Angles. So it's like a third degree. Like if you want to go to the fourth degree, you have to select an offer. So uh, they, I think that some of these men are selected and why they're selected. This order of nine angles, for example, is a group that uh, has a very strong anti-Christian animus. They call them Nazarenes. And they're really the kind of the enemy in their outlook is this kind of uh, yeah. people of the book kind of look. So they actually are, I might be selecting them. I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. There, there's been killings that they've been associated with the Order of Nine Angles. Nine Angles. There was a guy in Toronto. His name was William Von Nudigem, and he went out at night. And uh, and you're supposed to commit the crime and not get caught. That's the real challenge, according to their yeah. doctrines. But he stabbed the sacrifice into their God, William. I mean, it, it, these are these. They're doing it for a reason, not just for kicks, right? I mean, this is a Agreed. satanic ritual. I think it's satan. I think some of them are definitely influenced by the occult and their occult ideas for a lot of reasons, much very similar to kind of the Nazi idea that this killing is advancing or evolving. So you're getting rid of certain people to ascend or, or go up. So they have their views of the Order of Nine Angles, the Dark Imperium. So they're trying yeah. to have a 300 year plan to create this kind of new, new neo Nazi thing and get rid of people they don't like. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's um, I true. think that that's, well, that's the rationale, yeah. Yeah. Well, when we come back, I want to talk to you about the Nazis. I want to talk to you about MK Ultra, and I want to talk to you about Aleister Crowley. So, um, uh, William, stay with me. We'll be right back. Um, okay, uh, Spencer, I want to go to the video on Mike Lake. Um, it, this is, uh, the occult tried to kill me, and here's why. 25 million are unleashed. Uh, just play the beginning of that. At what point did you look at her, or did you, and say, "Honey, you're you're an MK Ultra." Uh, but the reality was, she had a hard time getting out of bed. If it wasn't for me and the kids, I don't think she would have. Who was programming her, and why were they programming her? Uh, you know, people cutting themselves, suicide, all these kind of things. So you mentioned that the occult was trying to kill you. Yeah. So I want you, you, you can see the full show on David Hebner TV under the Spotlight channel on Michael Lake. 
We talked about MK Ultra. The Nazis tried to kill his whole family. Then he talked about his wife was an MK Ultra. Okay, folks, this stuff is real. You have MK Ultras walking around among us every day. They are programmed to do certain things, many times to take out other people. And that's what I'm talking about uh, with William tonight, uh, my guest, um, uh, William Ramsey. And I want you to stay with me. It's so important that you hear this because folks, it's on the increase. It's gonna get wilder and wilder, crazier and crazier. So right now go to davidhavener.tv, sign up so you can watch these shows and we'll be right back. Um, listen, we have the new End Times DVD. Um, it's uh, Investigates, uh, End Times Investigation. I have a lot of my friends on here, uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Uh, I have Josh Peck, L.A. Marzulli, uh, Stephen Bancroft. I mean, eight hours of, of me investigating things like Satanism, the demonic powers, Illuminati, New World Order, Antichrist, One World Religion, End Times Miracles, Bible Prophecy. Folks, let me tell you something. One day, what you're watching us on right now, it's called... Well, it's called television, it's called social media, it's called the internet. They're going to turn that baby off. You need a hard asset. When all this stuff gets shut off, this is what, what you're going to be able to, to learn from and to understand. So I want you to uh, text the word CHOSEN to 91999 or go to TV forward slash order or call 844-806-0006. Life is complicated enough. Why worry about what to do with your extra car? Skip the costs of maintaining it, storing it, insuring it, or renewing registration. Car repairs? Forget about it. Here's one easy solution to your car problem. Donate it to a nonprofit. It's fast, free, tax deductible, and if you donate, you're going to feel incredible knowing you're supporting a great cause. Interested? Just call this toll-free number or donate online. Thank you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Everybody, David Hevener here. So good to be with you every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, okay? Tell somebody. We're talking about things the church won't talk about. You and I, okay? Your family. I love being with you. I love you guys. I really do. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you, prayer warriors. Thank you for your encouragement, and thank you for your donations. Uh, we are a, a partner-funded ministry. We take nothing from the, the beast, uh, we go to God's people, and that's what we do, all right? And that's uh, why we're making uh, Last Evangelist, episode two. Um, you can go to lastevangelist.com. You can donate. You can be a, uh, a producer. You can be an actor. 
folks, this is about the vaccine. Okay, it's important we get the, the, this message out, all right? David, um, go to lastevangelist.com. Don't forget the End Times Investigation DVD. Um, it's got eight hours of uh, all my buddies on there dealing with everything, Illuminati, One World Order, satanic ritual abuse, astral projection, uh, and this is the, the Last Evangelist DVD, okay? So don't forget that. All right, go to, um, you can text the word CHOSEN to 91999. You can call 844-806-0006. Go to davidhevener.tv and fumble around and you can figure out, you know, what to click to, to order. All right, uh, love you guys, appreciate you. All right, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about occult killings. David, that's B-movie stuff. That's like me watching television. Get out of here. This is true. Nobody's covering it. Now we're talking about something specific, MK Ultra. MK Ultra, folks, is a real deal. It, was put, it wasn't put together by the military. It was used by the military. We're going to talk about who was behind MK Ultra and exactly where is it now? Who's it being used on? What's the agenda, right? All right, my guest, William Ramsey. William, you there with me, buddy? I am, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Okay, we talked about um, these occult killings and their, their sacrifices. They are sacrifices to a dark god, okay? I wanna talk about MKUltra. Um, I have interviewed so many people that's victims of MKUltra, people that have studied MKUltra, is MK Ultra being used right now? Your opinion? Yeah, I think that some of the techniques are definitely being used right now, and they're they're known techniques of isolation and sensory deprivation that are being used in Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, for example, and a lot of prisoners during the so-called quote war on terror unquote. But there's also very sophisticated mind control things happening through uh, uh, technology. And uh, one is called Deep Dream. So I think they've really advanced from when MKUltra really was formulated. I think it was 1953. Yeah. And there was 148 or 49 subgroups. So they studied everything. But the whole idea of MKUltra was to create these kind of like uh, mind-controlled assassins, which I think they successfully did, but also to uh, control society as a whole. So the whole idea of MKUltra was in the, with the overarching goal of controlling society so whatever techniques they could use drugs hypnotism actually they had a black magic subsection called mk often but i do mm -hmm. think that very sophisticated techniques are being used today and you've seen some of these there was a guy who did the buffalo shooting who had a quote fbi handler unquote or ex-fbi guy but he was very strange and some of these other shooters are uh, spending a lot of time online very similar to kind of the study stuff i studied in global death cult but i do think that this mind control technology is uh much more advanced i think the government knows a lot and they have they could they have assets yeah I do think so. that's the case well the thing is you look on the news william and you see and i don't want to get into politics we'll get into when we go underground but you see politicians you see even religious figures you see these these quote heads of of these organizations, of these CEOs, and they say things, and I don't know if you ever done this, you ever looked yourself and go, they're being controlled by something. 
this is not normal, what they're saying, what's coming out of their mouth. Yes. So I think that some of these people are definitely blackmailed, but how much they're controlled and what they're told to say is a whole nother story. But I yeah. do think that there's been code words. If you look, one of the interesting cases of kind of modern controls was this guy, uh, Muhammad, who was the DC sniper. They said very strange things to him that were almost like control phrases. Like uh, if you remember that whole case, uh, yeah, it was driving around shooting people. So that was, I think, one, and they involved the tarot and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, how deep this goes, I do think that there are programs to create uh, mind controlled assets. Uh, no question. I think that's what they were doing uh, back in the fifties and sixties. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, they're using it. I think in every aspect of life, when it comes to to big pharma, you know, medicine. Um, when it comes to entertainment, uh, when it comes to religion, okay, and obviously politics, but it's being, it's in every part of our lives. Now, I have said to people, and I'm going to ask you this question, because I come up from a background of mental health, um, and I have it in my book, I talk about how it came over from Germany, the Nazis, and brought it into the healthcare system, which was the, the mental health facilities back in the 40s, okay? Here's my, my observation, and that's a question I wanna give to you. Um, the, the technique used in Germany in the Holocaust in the 1930s and in the early 40s, this, uh, this, this beta test they did on the Jews, you know, the, this mass killing, do you believe that this was a, they were testing certain drugs, they were testing certain techniques on human behavior, and, and then they brought it to the United States, and, some, and many of these same techniques have been used here in the United States? I think so. I think they definitely were using kind of behavioral psychology back then in the 1930s, at least at that phase of uh, understanding. I think it's all, all the way up to today. And that's the way they can control large groups of people because uh, they tricked a lot of those people into those camps through lie after lie after lie after lie. And we know some of the experimentation that took place under, under Mengele and others. So I think that right. the drugs were being treated. Yeah. So I think so. I think a lot of that stuff was coveted, which is why the paper clip and a lot of these um, war criminals were allowed to live. And there were stories about Mengele actually being in contact with U.S. intelligence. Uh, so a lot of that information, they were coveted by Dulles, people who started in the altar, actually. Yeah, yeah. So see, you're backing me up on this. Not that, not that I need backing up, but see, folks, when you get somebody like William that will come on, and I mean, he's, he's, he's an investigator. He's an attorney. You know, the guy's got brains, okay, uh, more than I have. And, and you've got, look, all this evidence, we've got to be on... William, what can we do, before we get into Aleister Crowley, what can we do as Christians to combat this, to protect our families, uh, this mind control, what, what's coming down the road? Yeah, you got to really be careful. You got to make sure you're monitoring what your children see and things like that. And uh, be careful with these techniques of, of manipulation, of creating dread or uh, fear. These are all intentional. So... Well, they've yeah. done it many times and they're using it. Uh, they say that one of the biggest in, in the history of behavioral controls, one of the most important thing is to always 
put a fear of immediate and quick death uh, alongside whatever you're trying to get across because that's what really will motivate people. So you got to really be careful about these kind of statements that, you know, you're going to die right away or something like that, because that's everybody's greatest fear. So they know the people in power, certainly in the United States, know how to yeah. kind of pull those strings. You got to really watch out for the fear assaults and all and that, because it's you, that's a form of mind control. It may not be overt of like sticking a chip in your brain, but mm -hmm. they're definitely wanting to control people. And we can talk about pharmacia and the drugs and the, the unnecessary so-called antidepressants, which really puts you in a fugue state. You want to talk about social control. Think about how many people are taking pills today for whatever psychiatric condition is oh. off the charts. It's a huge, oh. it's huge social control. I know. Well, we, you know, we talk about Mike Throw, MK Ultra. I want to talk about somebody like an, um, Jeffrey Dahmer, because uh, he's so, you know, uh, well known for what. I mean, you take somebody like that, how could he do something like that? You look at his mom and dad and school teachers, I believe it was. And it seems like, is someone like that susceptible to my, is it, was it, do you think it could have been an MK Ultra? Do you think it seeps into serial killers? uh and and mass shooters i think so i think you can be programmed to create a kind of schizophrenic state and i think that's what they were trying to do and there's actually some killers and if you one of great book is dave mcgowan's program to kill which really, really covers that subject but they were definitely testing it on people and some of these uh you can look at some of the killers that came out of santa cruz they were both uh experiment had a, a uh, heavy duty mk ultra doctor from stanford and we're using massive amounts of drugs, LSD, and they both became serial killers. So I think there wasn't an, an, uh, a government program to create the, the uh, trigger to uh, create a serial killer. Yeah, no question. I think that that's true. And also the yeah. forgetful, like if you look, you can go into Sirhan Sirhan. The story of his story is very well recorded that he has no memory of the event of RFK, shooting RFK. And that he was on some kind of primitive radio with a guy called Radio Man who was giving him instructions. So yeah. he was one of those people. And they found this out in hypnotism going all the way back to the 30s and 40s, that every person is on a spectrum of, of how uh, susceptible they are to hypnotism. Some people yeah. can go into a hypnotic state at the you know snap of a finger, and some people cannot be hypnotized. Sirhan yeah. Sirhan, they say, was the most hypnotizable person according to a third-party psychiatrist who went and investigated him. He was the most hypnotizable person he'd ever mm -hmm. seen. I, so I, wanna, I wanna go to a clip on uh, uh, on Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, and uh, when we come back, I wanna talk about um, Alex Sir Crowley um, uh, Williams. But let's go to this clip on Je Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, this is uh, part of a show that I did with Russ Dizdar, the late great Russ Dizdar. And we talked about MK Ultras. We talked about mind control. What in the world was behind the Jeffrey Dahmer deal? Play that that club. So, so in other words, they were a program multiple. Many of them, yeah. This may be graphic, folks. It was made out of human skulls. Why didn't the news talk about this? How old is the baby usually when they start the programming? This is a breeding project, just like uh, the Nazis in, in the mass race. Right. And so it's a demon seed. If I push hard enough, I can penetrate the skin and cut. I want to ask you about Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, so if you want to watch the show, go to davidhevner.tv. You can see it under Spotlight Channel. When we come back, we're going to talk to William Ramsey, 
about Aleister Crowley. We're going to find out how you can get in touch with William. He's going underground with us, by the way. So you guys can ask him questions and you can make comments and we're going to loosen up and uh, we're going to go unplugged uh, and talk about some crazy stuff. So, um, but we'll be right back after this break. Stay with me. Hey everybody, this is David Hevener, and I'm proud to announce the release of my brand new TV series, The Last Evangelist, exclusively on davidhevener.tv. support material to terrorists. We were just handing out Bible. This is an illegal translation. You're going to be going away for a very long time. Subscribe now. Go to davidhevener.tv. When my parents left us their home, we weren't sure what to do with the property. Do you have land, residential, or commercial property you're not using? Donate it and support a great cause. You may even qualify for a sizable tax deduction. It feels good to be able to give back, and they would have loved that too. Your real estate donation can make a real impact. Call us toll-free or visit us online. Hey everybody, I am honored and blessed not to have just one new book out, but two new books. That's right, two new books. The first one is End Times Investigation. I deal with Hollywood mind control. I deal with demon portals, the alien demon connection, uh, astral projection, program multiples, satanic ritual abuse, and much, much more. The things that I talk about in Last Evangels and on my shows, the all my interviews I do, it's right here in this book, especially my life story. Also, True Power, how to uh, access your true power uh, in these last days. Okay, um, it's a war manual for God's children. We need to learn the enemy's tactics and how to battle the enemy in these last days. Pick up a copy of this book. Just text the word chosen to 91999, or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can simply call 844-806-0006. Okay, we're back. Uh, thank you so much. Um, don't forget, um, if you'd like to support the ministry, um, you can uh, go to davidhevener.tv and support. Sign up, okay? Don't forget the book, uh, End Times Investigation, and also uh, True Power, How to Use Your True Power in These Last Days. Both these are brand new. Um, folks, listen, there's something going on, and nobody's paying any attention. We're getting people taken out. Uh, these uh, satanic sacrifices are happening and the mainstream news is not covering. But my guest, William Ramsey, is. But we're talking about what's behind it. In other words, what infrastructure put all this together to make it ha have the power that it has right now, okay? Now, when you are worshiping a dark god, a satanic god, he requires sacrifice. And this is why the uh, abortion is, is, is rampant right now. This is why the enemy really hates it when we come against it, all right? Um, William, uh, Alex Crowley, Children of the Beast, um, can you tell me, because uh, we've got about five minutes, who is Alex Crowley? 
Buster Crowley was born in 1875. He died in 1947 and really left his mark on modern history as one of the most dedicated occultists. I think that he really, he said flat out that I wanted to become Satan's chief of staff. So he really dedicated his life. He came from money, so he never had to work a nine to five job. And what he worked on was himself and occultism and influenced many of these modern day occultists or other people who were involved in, in making changes through the force of will, like L. Ron Hubbard, Timothy Leary. So a lot of these culture creators that we see today or, or in the 60s were influenced by Crowley. And so, yeah, so he left but a he, large corpus of work work he, and rituals and, and child about child sacrifice as well. He was religious. When I say religious, I don't think he you know, he wasn't a, a Christian, but he was came from a very religious family. Um, and uh, you find this a lot, don't you? Someone that comes from religion, not relationship, but religion, they'll turn from religion and go over into Satanism or just drop out completely. Yeah, it is interesting. He had a very uh, Christian upbringing in a, in a kind of an elite Christian group called the Plymouth Brethren. And so he went to Plymouth Brethren schools. He was influenced by, uh, I can't remember the religious guy. Who's the disp dispensationalist? It was, mm -hmm. uh, well, well, I think, um, William, what intrigues me about this and why I brought up Aleister Crowley, because I think that his spirit has been channeled uh, through the generations and has even been channeling now that same demonic spirit that, that went through him. But here's what I noticed about him. He made some statements I was reading, and I'm going to paraphrase, where he believed in God. He knew there was a God. He knew there was a God, okay, but he chose to worship Satan. You see, it's not like he was an atheist and he just fell into the church of Satan. No, he knew there was a God and he made that deliberate choice. He said, here's God, beauty, love, mercy, passionate, and here's Satan, dark, evil, whatever. And he says, I'll take the dark evil. What in the world is that all about? That's a good question. I think he was actually mystified why he made that choice too, but he did write in his autobiography that was the choice he made, and he stuck with it. His uh, magical name was Perturaba, which means I will endure, and he pretty much kept to his magical ideas all the way to the end until his death. He died, he died of a uh, heavy heroin user in Hastings in the lower part of the UK in a kind of a boarding house, but yeah, he yeah. never... He never you know, left and repented while in the flesh. He did. Mm -hmm. He was a very much a very anti-Christian. He said some very nasty things. The world's tragedy, according to him, was Jesus Christ. So he really yeah. played about that. Yeah. You know, William. Um, in my book, I, I covered the um, the 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 sixties. Okay. Um, in, in the in the. 50s was the invasion of the Nazis into the healthcare system. I'm talking about the mental healthcare system here in the United States, which was pitiful. It was like they had these big old, you know, medieval towers and they would tie people to chairs. I know I worked in these hospitals. I know what they did. I was, I helped give shock therapy. Okay. But I wasn't there until the 70s. But the 60s, that it, the evil came through the drugs that was brought over. And you mentioned Alex Crowley and Timothy Leary and these others. That those drugs were brought into these mental institutions, 
okay? And they were actually used and they were experimented. I can't go into it now, it's in the book. But do you agree with that? That the 60s music, the rock and roll, the LSD brought the satanic uh, 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 agenda of opening people's mind up to demons? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, you can say Led Zeppelin, The Doors. There's a famous picture of Jim Morrison with his hands over a bust of Aleister Crowley. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Plant was a huge Aleister Crowley fan, and some of his music is definitely inspired by that. Um, yeah. So all these guys are occulted. Leary said he was carrying on the tradition of Aleister Crowley. So he actually cr carried Crowley's uh, I Ching sticks and had the, did the tarot. So he was very much involved in kind of spiritual practices. And these yeah. guys were huge changes. He was the Johnny Appleseed of LSD and also a member of the Illuminates of Thanateros, which puts him in kind of a very dark uh, occult group of magicians. So there was a lot going yeah. on in the 60s and tried to, within the intent to bring on the age of Aquarius. Like it was a, mm. it was a spiritual war, really. Yeah. The 60s can be seen. The we can talk about the Beatles and Crowley, who's on the cover of Sergeant Pepper, and who, who Crowley may actually be Sergeant Pepper. So because well, it says 20 years ago today, Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. Crowley died in 47. Yeah. There's, you know what? When we come back, we're going to be underground and we're going to be talking about things we normally don't. Okay. And I'm going to be asking you who is this evil spirit been channeled through to now from Alex or Crowley to who do you don't answer it till we come back? But who's walking around today in the flesh that's carrying the Alex or Crowley? A evil spirit and what's their agenda i'm going to be talking to you about that and also i want to ask you about your books you've done i mean you have written some crazy stuff man um before we take a break um william tell everyone how they can get your books and how they can get in touch with you yeah you can go to my website william ramsey investigates you can order signed copies of my books through there you can also see all my books on amazon and i have five documentaries on my vimeo page so you can just type in william ramsey and it's uh, two documentaries about the smiley face killers, one about children of the beast, one's prophet of evil, and then a cult Hollywood. I did one about a cult yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Wow. Okay. When we come back, I'm going to talk to William about uh, uh, who's carrying the evil spirit now. <laughs> what politician, what religious figure, what entertainer. We're going to have a discussion on that. Uh, uh, we're going to be talking about the elections. We're going to be talking about, and I want to hear your alls. I want you to, to tune in on David Heaven. You can only go there to davidheavener.tv, Roku or Amazon or Apple, okay? Uh, we're going underground. Uh, so I want you to join us as we talk about what is coming, what's around the corner, what do we need to expect next, and how do we protect ourselves? I want Before we take a break, I want to go to um, the videos again. Uh, Spencer, I want you to play this um this is this video we also spotlight on davidhevener.tv this is the undercover believers exposed satanic rituals uh russ dizdar i uh, i went with him boots on the ground we found symbols signs and we exposed them check this out but we're invited to and uh, sometimes called to go in and talk to richly abused individuals which means that we're, we're probably going to get into deliverance. Demons oh. are going to be in a person, and we're going to have to deal with that. Um, now, in some of these cases, we've been taken to ritual sites where actual rituals have been done. The two symbols over here, yeah, to the left, you'll find the star, like a like a witchcraft pinnacle. 
It's a pagan pinnacle. To the right of it is another symbol, but I don't know what it is. Wow. Uh, in some of these cases, it involves high-level crimes of blood sacrifice that we've had to turn in evidence or pedophile rings or rape issues. Uh, regardless of any rituals they do, we, we still have to engage that issue too. Okay. All right. Okay. You can catch the full interview on davidhevener.tv under the Spotlight channel. It's the first channel. We have a brand new site up. So go there, sign up. Plus, you can go on the ground and catch my guest, William Ramsey, as we talk about oh, some things we normally can't. But I want to bring on my lovely wife here. Shanita, are you out there? Yes. Happy to be here. Uh, happy to have you. What kind of praise reports we got this morning and or the, this, this evening in prayer requests? Well, you all have been praying for uh, Roberta, and she has been released from rehab. So thank you very much for your prayers for her. And uh, we want to thank Liz. She donated a Lexus, and uh, oh. we're very grateful. Thank you. God bless you. And uh, tonight we are praying for Roberta, mourning the loss of her sister, Stella. And we are praying for my friend, Carrie, mourning the loss of her mother. Praying for Alicia, for Amy's children. They're 9, 15, and in their 20s, they just lost their mother. Um, Mason with leukemia. Uh, Jean, Jean Elaine, for Marjorie's sister for Joe and Jem over in the UK, for Sunshine's Knee, for Sue's MRI, for Kay's family, for Daniel's son, and for Terry. And if you have some more requests, please send those in. You can email to admin at davidhebner.tv. We are happy to be praying with you. Our team meets every Tuesday to pray together. Yes, yeah, Shanita, you know, we're on our fifth year now of uh, David Heavener Live without missing one show. It's all God. It's not me. It's not you. It's all God. It's God first, and then it's the people's second, okay? Because without the prayers of prayer warriors, we wouldn't make it. Without the donations, our, prayer, our, our financial partners, we couldn't do this. We're on our fifth year. Shanita, we've seen miracles happen. We've seen people getting healed. God has used, done so many things through this ministry. Um, I just want, I mean, I just want to tell people publicly, I'm praising God for it and thanking him for using you to bless so many people. Shanita, do you think people have been blessed by this ministry? That's what they tell me. I know I have. What is the most... Sorry? What is the most blessed... What 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 is it has touched your heart the most of listening to people's stories and hearing people what they have to say? How they're giving glory to God for the ways He's touched them and changed them. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what what I've what's touched my heart is I've had all these victims of ritual abuse and and people that have gone through. Horrific abuse as children, and they have contacted me, said and saying that they are so thankful that we talk about this kind of thing, and that there has been a healing going on inside them. That's what has touched my heart. 
the most. And you know what the Bible says? It says religion. When I say religion, I mean relationship with God is taking care of the orphans, the children, and the widows. And that's what we do here. We watch out for our children. We take care of our children. We take care of the widows. And by the way, the widow doesn't necessarily have to be an older woman or a woman even without someone in their life. They could be abandoned emotionally. We, take, we ask God to use us to heal. Um, it could even be a guy who's struggling. We have guys out there that have single dads, right? And they have told me, they said, David, I, I enjoy, uh, I, I love the precious time I spend with you guys on Monday nights because I get so much out of it and I learn. And I'm just so thankful to God for that. All right, Shanita. Thank you so much. God bless you. Love you. All right. So um, I want uh, you guys, we're going to go to the Lord right now. Let's pray. Um, when we go to God, we go humbly. We ask the Father to, to hear our prayer. But we also come with a spirit of boldness, humble but bold, knowing that we can approach the throne, knowing that we are children of the living God, knowing that the power that Jesus had, the same power that, that rose him from the dead to the Father, we have in us, okay? We come to the Father with joy, and we thank him. So we thank you, Lord, for being here tonight. Thank you for each and every word that was spoken. We praise you. We honor you. We pray for each and every person, each and every prayer request, each and every name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for giving us the power to heal like your son did. We command a healing on each and every person out there, Father, that needs a healing. I thank you for this healing that you're doing. We praise you for it. I'm praying for the children, Father. The, the, the ones that have been kidnapped, the ones that have been abandoned, the ones that they're caught up in human trafficking, the ones whose mother want to do away with them. We're praying that this mother's mind will be changed right now in the name of Jesus. And we come against the demons of hell. Demon, you have no right to the children of God. You are gone. You are cast out. You are not to return. We thank you, Father, for each and every person listening. And I'm praying out there for the woman right, at right now who's having problems with her eyes. I don't know if it's glaucoma, macular de degeneration, but I'm asking for a healing on the eyes in Jesus' name. Praying for a man out there that has stomach issues. I'm praying for, for a healing of that stomach. Praying for the prostate. Praying for any type of cancer in the body. It is gone in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for for hearing us and for answering our prayers, we come to you humbly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody, get ready to go underground. We're going to have an amazing time. This is going to be special, okay? So I want you to, uh, again, you can only go if you sign up to davidhevener.tv. Uh, Spencer, let's go to, we have a new site on David Hevener TV. Can you go to, to, uh, to that site? I want to, I want to see what that thing looks like uh, here. Are you on it? Hey, Spencer. Oh, okay. So I don't see it, but go ahead and scroll, or maybe you can put it up where I can see it. Okay, there you go. Do it nice and slow there. So you can see we got different things on there now. We're explaining ourselves a little bit more. Okay, we're stepping into the real world here. That's our new site, folks. Thanks to you guys, we have a brand new site up.
And if you go and you click at the very top, Spencer, click sign up at the top right. Uh, you can sign up and it'll take you straight into uh, davidhebner.tv. And you see the channels there. Uh, I think we have the Spotlight channel. And what's the other channel if you scroll down there? Spencer, can you read it? I can't see that. We've got originals and exclusives, pre-previews and shorts. Then it goes into Bible and prayer, prophecy, end-time podcasts, etc. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Now let's go to lastevangelist.com. I want to um, show the people we're redoing this site, but if you'd like to go and lastevangelist.com, you'd like to donate. This is uh, uh, this is the um, episode two is what we're we're doing now. Episode two. All right. And you can see there, you can be an actor, you can be a producer, you can get t-shirts, you can get coffee mugs, whatever. So if you would help us support, if you'd support us and help us make episode two, we're going to start shooting next month. I really would appreciate it. Um, just go to lastevangelist.com. All right. Love you guys. I appreciate you all. Now we're going underground. Don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Um, Spencer, is there anything else I need to say that I forgot to say? I don't think so. Okay, what did we come up with with the solution for coffee? Can we drink it? I'm praying about it. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to drink it. Uh, I hope it's okay with God. I believe this. Okay. Uh, will there be a coffee shop in heaven? Somebody said, yes. Yes. Uh, Hebrews. Hebrews. All right, listen, uh, we'll be right back with my guest, um, William Ramsey, and we'll be talking about things that the church won't talk about. Okay, love you guys. Just remember, you never really lived till you found someone we're dying for. That's Christ Jesus. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, David Heavener here. Welcome to Underground. Welcome Roku, Apple, Amazon, Outer Space, wherever you are. <laughs> the subscribers of David Heavener TV. I love you guys. So we, we, ha we have been talking about these end times, what's happening in these end times. All right. Now, I told someone, I said, do you understand that you and I are victims of mind control? That, I told that to a pastor. And the pastor said, the only one that, control, that can control my mind is Christ. Well, this is true. We have the mind of Christ, and Christ can control our mind if... We allow Christ to control our mind. The problem is we get inundated with all of this mind control stuff, all, all of this manipulation that how in the world do we know that we are really controlled by Christ? And here's the pastor. He said, we know that because we go to church every Sunday. I said, okay, I'm done. I said, you are controlled by a religious system. See, you're a victim, Pastor, of religious mind control, thinking that you go into Sunday, to church every Sunday, that God is going to pat you on the head and say, come on to heaven, baby, you're out of your mind. And this is what I've been trying to get across to people, is one of the biggest mind controls is religion. And this is what I want to deal with 
right now during this time, we're going to talk about other things too, like the election. We're going to talk about uh, whatever God brings up to talk about. But I want to hear you guys, and I want to hear my guest tonight give his opinion on religion. Are we, is religion, is it part of a mind control? I'm talking about going ba back to Catholicism, back to Constantine, William Ramsey. William, are you there, buddy? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about my ranting, but, uh, and you and I haven't talked about this, but I mean, are we susceptible to a religious mind control? Has religion manipulated us to a certain extent to follow this crazy antichrist agenda? It's a really hard question. I think I think that depending upon the messages you're getting through whatever church you belong to or anything like that, you could be manipulated in a way that probably isn't uh, the correct, the narrow path of uh, the Christian walk. I think that that's the case. And I think yeah, that some of these things, I mean, if you use Catholic Church, for example, look at how much is in the Catholic Church that isn't biblical. The Pope. Priesthood, I know that, all these priesthoods and stuff like that that Christ was, you know, railing against the scribes and Pharisees, and the Catholic Church is just rife with tons of priests. Well, um, I, so I know, but that would but be look, an example of like serving the system. Yeah. But, but look at Constantine back when he formulated this the Sunday worship. You know, it was a sun god, and he brought all the religions together into unity. That's apostate. Yet the churches continue to worship on Sunday. And here's the thing, William, because you've done a lot of study on this. When the Antichrist arises, the man of sin emerges, the easiest thing for him to do is to re reach out to a religious system that already exists. So wouldn't it be easier for him to pervert the religious system instead of trying to create a new one? Right, right. Yes, I would agree with that, 100%. I'm, so, and do you think we are near that at this point? What, where, where do you think we are in the timeline of biblical um, and prophecy right now? I would say we're definitely in the days of Noah, like we're there, like we've passed through that door frame, I would say, um, that portal. But where we are on some kind of seven-year timeline, I have no idea. I don't know yeah. who the man of sin is, but you can see the WEF and all these other groups are definitely trying to create the unified global governance. Global governance. And you can kind of see that actually with this whole vaccine rollout, see it, all the similarities in all these different countries that they were implemented uniformly, very strange. So the same thing happened in Italy, France, Spain, UK, US. So you can see somebody uh, making sure that these things are done in a, in a uniform fashion throughout these the nations that actually accepted it. So I yeah. think we're, we're, you're seeing the kind of birth bangs, absolutely. So, so do you believe that mind control plays into the COVID Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, I think it's key to it. Control. I think that, I think it was all mind control. I think that's the most important component because they had to convince the public that this one COVID thing was like as lethal as anything else when all the stats show that it's not that lethal. And then right. they had to trick people into not using ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, which were effective. So they cheated and lied and, and censored and everything. So I think that... Uh, this whole thing. And they went to a guy named Cass Sunstein, who knows a lot about behavioral science and asked him questions. They actually enlisted the help of a very sophisticated uh, business consultancy called McKinsey, which is really the top business consultancy. 
And these elites or these oligarchs ask them, how do we get over vaccine hesitancy? So they used a lot of manipulative te techniques. They said that you're the fear of death, like I just talked about, was going to be next week, you're going to die if you don't take the shot. But also right. went after people's jobs and created an environment where going along with the program was the was the honorable right thing to do. Um, and so they tried to make the, the non-compliant people look like idiots or they were the real danger. But I think right. it's going to, uh, I think in time, it's going to play out that that the shots weren't necessary. There was something sinister about uh, the whole program, really, and all the, all the things that they're going to make happen because of it. Yeah. Right, because now you're talking about the vaccine, which I want to move into. Was that mind control? I mean, this 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 vaccine is this part of what they're injecting in people? This mRNA. Do you think that's going to play into uh, some type down the road, some type of ability to control the mind? I don't know. I don't know. I think that they were doing uh, a lot of experiments through the experiment. I think the batches had different things in them, actually. And different yeah. potencies and it was really a nightmare so mm -hmm. what they were testing on and doing i have no idea i've heard of things that like the self-assembling nanobots and i haven't proven that but definitely magnetization that people were literally magnetizing their body through these shots which is uh, clearly not informed consent yeah. so they were involved in all kinds of criminality and illegality with these shots in my opinion about you right. to me is a monster and it all could have been unnecessary. That's the whole thing. If they people got the right drugs at the at uh, the very beginning, all this other stuff would never have happened. The, the shot insanity. If they had ivermectin, they had to go for. Uh, they actually went into kind of an informational war against these drugs. In my opinion, yeah. Well, you know, um, before we uh, signed off uh, just a few minutes ago, I mentioned to you when we come back, I wanted to ask you about the spirit of Alex Crowley, who was a Satan worshiper, um, of how I believe that his spirit was channeled. See, I believe these evil spirits are channeled from generation to generation, and they'll pick out certain people to channel through. We talked about Alex Crowley. Today, um, and I got to be careful how deep we go with this and what, how much name calling we have, but maybe we can dance around it. Do you think the same spirit that, that possessed Alex or Crowley um, 30, 40, 50 years ago, that same spirit's around in someone today that's actually, yeah. <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. Look up Damien Eccles. I did a whole book on that called The West Memphis Three. He probably sees himself as the kind of magical offspring of Aleister Crowley. He okay. talked about Crowley. There's all kinds of ritual stuff. I think that he actually fulfilled uh, some of Crowley's ritual stuff from magic and theory and practice. So I think he was really trying to ascend the kind of occult hierarchy. He was a member of the OTO, Crowley's secret society. Okay. Um, is, he, is he around today? Is he alive today? Yeah, he's about uh, 45. Yeah. Really? But he's actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look okay. up uh, look up Damien Eccles. Um, okay, he has right. the he has the he has he's tattooed his body with the um, alphabet of the Illuminati. So he has all kinds of he's turned his body into a magical kind of uh, scry, you know, like a magical work actually, with all bunch of symbols and things like that. He's tattooed symbols of the Illuminati all over his body. Yeah, you can look it up. I don't know. You can probably, I don't know if you can bring it up the the screen, but yeah. you can see pictures of him. Very yeah. dangerous. He actually ties into this whole Balenciaga stuff. 
this whole scandal that came out with Balenciaga because one of his idols was this guy called Genesis P. Orge, who just died last year. But he was in the Balenciaga pictures along with Michael Aquino. So these guys were uh, these uh, fashion fashionistas, these fashion designers were networked with high-level occultists, very high-level occultists, just like Damien Eccles. He's probably the most, I would say Damien Eccles, his real name is Michael Hutchison, but his I think that he's probably in the top five in the hierarchy of the most, the highest Satanists walking the earth today, the Satan worshipers. And Crowley did worship Satan. He just called it a different entity. He called it Awas. So, so he prayed to the Lord of the air, which uh, people who know their Bible know what that reference is in. Yeah, what is, William, what's their agenda? What's their ultimate agenda? Why? Why? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I think that their agenda is to fulfill, just like Crowley, the uh, the book of Revelation. I think that they actually are on the opposite side and are going to fulfill everything, the mark of the beast, the slave system, everything. So yeah, just but they're, like not, Crowley, the, they're not the Antichrist. Not the, they're going to... No, 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 no. No, they're going to open the no, door. No, no. Right, but they're setting the stage for everything. Like the table yeah. is being set. The table yeah. is being set. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's really it. And I think they worship the, the, the literal devil. And some of these people may even be in contact with him. Um, they, I think that's what they would covet. That's what Crowley coveted his whole life. He did have other beings and other entities. He did the Alamantra working in, in New York City in 1918. And some yeah. of the being he called a, uh, no, it was called Lamb. He called it Lamb. It looks exactly like a gray alien would look today uh, okay I, I want to take i want to take um some uh questions i want to take some comments if anybody has any questions any comments anything they'd like to say uh to william or just um on any of the subjects that uh we've talked about or whatever god's laying in your heart i'm going to open it up this time so you you mentioned <laughs> uh william you mentioned gray these gray people these gray um, gray aliens yeah. right gray aliens have you done any research on uh interdimensional not extraterrestrial uh aliens are they demonic have you ha have you researched or gotten into that at all very much so i've had many people on my show really william ramsey investigates i've got about 800 episodes but i've had a couple people on uh that have really looked into the ufo phenomenon and it's the same phenomenon when people would have dem devils visit them the UFOs are the, almost the same. So it's the same metaphysics where you get afraid, you're taken somewhere, you're, um, you know, you have ugly feelings or things like that. So it's not, uh, I would say that the UFOs are from a different dimension that exists or something's happening. Right. So I right. do think UFOs are real, but they're not, uh, they're not from some other place in the universe. No, there's, there, it's, it's, it's dark Spirit. spirits, right? Dark spirits. Yeah, do, do they are they behind this uh, mind control? This, uh, you know, we talked about MK Ultra. We talked about there's various forms of mind control. MK Ultra is just one of them. That was uh, used by the military. But do you think that this is part of that mind control plan? Uh, the uh, these interdimensional beings, these demonic beings that are masquerading as aliens. That's a great question. Uh, I don't know. It seems to be that the people who are putting together the New World Order are much more inclined to communicate with these other entities. And I do believe that they're in contact with these other entities through various different, you know, means. But 
I think it's just part of the whole new world order is where they're going to have like demon uh, spirits communications, much like, you know, in uh, Mesopotamia or something like that, where they had demon gods or, or Aztecs or things like that. So I think that these, I don't know, the UFOs, some of these people are very knowledgeable about the occult who are also were talking about UFOs. It's a, there's an interesting nexus by uh, high-level occultists and the UFO phenomenon. I'll just leave it at that. Whitney, yeah. Whitley Strieber, who promotes this whole thing, is a full occultist, New Age occultist, too. So why do you have that guy writing about UFOs? And, you know, yeah, it's, it is interesting. Yeah. As in the days of Noah, William, you mentioned that twice, as in the days of Noah. Are things happening today? First of all, what was happening in the days of Noah that the Bible, Sunday morning Bible, Sunday schools don't teach us uh, that's happening today? Well, rebellion against God. I think that there's a lot of uh, those things. I mean, they say that it was dark times, a time of bloodshed, right? Before Noah. Yeah. So you see that today. I think there's a lot of bloodshed. And a lot of my research of the smiley face killings and uh, Adam Waffen and the Order of Nine Angles is a form of that kind of very dark actor stuff. So I would yeah. say that that's part of it. And, you know, you can look at 9-11, these events. These are not, these are structured events. They're not random events. So 9-11 was, was a structured event. Yeah, absolutely. It's planned, yep. plotted, and carried out. And there's a huge mind control element, too. Yeah, really that's what I was going to say. It wanted to really traumatize people and then insert ideas into their brain. So the traumatization precedes the instruction. So you get traumatized and it's like, hey, we got to go to Iraq. We got to go. Well, that's what they did with COVID. That's what they did with COVID. It's it's the same thing. Uh, Sunshine raised her hand. Sunshine, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's your question coming? Well, I wanted to say something about, and then you brought something else up too. Uh, Something about subliminal advertising. Remember um, back in the, I don't know when it started. But I know that in the 60s, when we used to go to movies, there was the subliminal advertising that just started where it, they would throw it at these little 20, 30 second blurbs about running up to the get yourself some popcorn and Coke at that time. And they were promoting Coke instead of Pepsi. Um, and everybody would just, you got two minutes, you got five minutes, either go to the bathroom or go and get coke and and popcorn and the coke and popcorn people were going crazy getting it it was subliminal i wonder if that's part of of when it started you know what i'm saying what do you think Uh, i think it's a part of it i'll answer it and then i'll let william take a stab at it Uh, he's in la i've been in hollywood for years they they actually uh the fcc actually came out against it about 35 40 years ago and they came against the advertisers for doing it what they would do, and I'm going to paraphrase the heck out of this because um, or summarize it in, in a way that I'll, I'll try to bring it down to a layman's uh, a level, is that they would have frames in the, the film you would watch. At that time, they ran film through a projector. And some of these frames would be upside down, but it'd only be for a split multisecond. Okay. So it might be a frame of someone, you know, drinking a Coke upside down or doing something that was upside down. What really got them banned is when they put a clip of someone that was naked upside down and, uh, the, and, and then they, they found the clip, they ran it, they discovered it. So they banned this uh, subliminal advertising is what they called it. But it was real. 
it's actually real today. They're back doing it again, bigger than you. They, look, nowadays they don't need the subliminal. They just tell you it's there and they do it. William, what say you on that? I think it's part of it. Subliminals and advertising and movies are pretty well known. So I think they're always trying to put their message in symbolically, all kinds of things. So yeah, I do believe. I, I mean, you can, there's some good, really good books, pre-internet books that show all the subliminals and Coke advertising, cigarette advertising that promote more carnal worldview, I would say. Yeah, right. Exactly. But see, now they don't need to do subliminal because there is no subliminal. They have, everything's on the table. It's like, why should they hide anything? You know, they're just, they're, they're showing pornography to kids. What do they care? Julianne, you raise your hand. Julianne, you're there. I did. I did. Sorry, I just needed to unmute. Okay. Um, my laptop's being mental today. Uh, but what I wanted to say, I used to work in advertising. My brother is a commercial artist. And I worked for many years with Rupert Murdoch's newspapers, as well as the other guy, Kerry Packer. Um, and we used to put... Uh, subliminal messages in everything we were taught how to write copy for ads if we were doing advertorial that were selling what we want we used to make up how to do polls to get people i know how to write them to make people say what you want them to say um and at one stage we used to uh, also we paid people to do um horoscopes and one of the ladies who we used to pay, who was well-respected, uh, she died, but she didn't predict that. <laughs> and we just used to do a lucky dip, as in, you know, who wants to pick the horoscope for today? And we just, yeah, we put them on. Nobody, absolutely nobody ever complained and said, mm. oh, this is a repeat. But any kind of advertising has always got some other message hidden in it. Yeah, absolutely, Julianne. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Julianne's over in Australia, uh, William, and uh, they, they've been hit pretty hard with this lockdown. Um, we've been talking about the United States mostly because you're in the U.S., William. Um, but, but this thing is worldwide. I know that a lot of uh, what you study and what you investigate also is in the U.K. For some reason, the U.K. is, when I mention mind control, the, the the next thing that pops up is UK. Is there anything behind that? I'm not sure, but I think some of these programs were done uh, consecutively with these other governments were involved. Canada, I know, UK and the US were all involved in this kind of mind control stuff post-war. So I think some of these uh, names have popped up. One guy's name is Sergeant. I know he came from the UK, but uh, it would make sense that a lot of these governments were involved in this stuff. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and so what 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 you're saying is that their ultimate agenda is to control do you think it's to eliminate a certain sections of society and then control the rest or do you think it's just to control i think the goal of these mind control things was controlled through a variety of different techniques and means so i think overarching mk ultra was put together to really control society and how to control it through different means, whether it's drugs, mind control, creating altars, all this strange stuff. But uh, I think that the rulers always are, there always have been the elites or the liege lord or whatever it was in the, in the 
you know, serve era or whatever, the medieval era. It's always trying to keep control, stay on top, and make sure, you know, that what Crowley would say is the slave shall serve. So. Right, right. But you see, it would make sense to me that they're targeting Christians because Christians are one of the few groups that's going to stand up to this, that's going to stand against it based on the Bible, you see. I'm talking the real Christians, not the hokey-pokey, fakey Christians that, you know, go to church on Easter and whatever. Um, do you think that Christians are being targeted or will be targeted very soon? I do. I think they're being uh, selected right now. I think they're being targeted um, definitely by some of these groups. I think at night, these men who are, are being targeted, there's a overproportion of Christians in that. And I think that uh, you're right. I think they will be targeted and, and selected as the resistors. They will not, the Christians will not want to go into this kind of techno slavery, um, the beast system. And the Bible tells you you won't be written in the book of life if you accept the mark, right? So why right. would a Christian a believer in the book want to do that? Right. And somebody right. else is telling you take the mark. So right. we're not that far off. The technology there exists. Like I can go to Whole Foods here and see the hand being placed. It's right next to the cash register here in California. They want to use your hand as an identifier. So the mark isn't that far off. No, no, it's not. Do you think the mark is an actual physical on your hand, forehead, or do you think it's more of a system? That's a good question. I think they'll try to probably put some actual mark on it. and Because mm -hmm. Crowley himself had the mark of the beast. You can look up Crowley's mark of the beast. So he had designed something that uh, was an incorporation, an amalgamation of the sun and the moon. And so he had something. He actually designed his mark of the beast. And he actually branded his scarlet women with it. So uh, he was using something like that. So I wouldn't see why a Satanist wouldn't uh, also use that. Yeah. You're in California. Do you see California kind of as a beta test, as leading the way of whatever happens in California is going to spread through the rest of the United States? That's the way it used to be. But they've made some insane, crazy uh, laws here now. So things are very different. Like, uh, Doctors no longer have freedom of speech that passed, which is strange. Right. Um, they have changed like the per transmission of AIDS to a misdemeanor. Um, so there's a lot of strange things happening. And I hope that doesn't spread around. I hope the contagion of California doesn't spread around. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not like Vegas. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. California is not like that. Whatever happens in California goes across the rest of the world. Um, it used to, so I'm hoping that that, that these lunatics that are in the, the uh, legislature here don't influence anybody else, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, uh, I got to lay this on you, politics, because you're an attorney. Man, I can't believe that some of these politicians, man, they got to be mind controlled. Some of them have to be Nephilims. Uh, I mean, seriously, uh, they got to be controlled by something, not by human there's nothing human about that. I mean, do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Some of these policies. Yeah, but I think a lot of them are blackmailed. I think Epstein's whole program was to blackmail everybody of note in the United States. Like they had very broad aims. So it wasn't just the politicians, it was the movie stars, the wealthy people. So I think that it explains a lot of uh, inaction on some of these things because these guys are blackmailed. Yeah, because I mean, uh, what happened to, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, of course, that's a joke in itself. I wrote about that in the book, and I'm sure you've written about it. What, the guards fell asleep 
and he hung himself and are you kidding me and then what about his girlfriend she what about that little black book all of a sudden she went off to the to spend the rest of her life you know behind bars where's that black book at william what happened to it all these people getting incriminated right they've never they've never arrested anybody who used jeffrey epstein's services that tells you everything because it's probably the elite of the united states that was the goal was to blackmail all these people so you're um, saying the elite are blackmailing all these people right or or someone's blackmailing the i elite. think <clears throat> blackmailing the elite the united states i mean look at uh bill gates was at the island something like 35 times he has to have been blackmailed or somebody tried to put blackmail on him so jeffrey epstein had to go i he believe he i don't think he escaped i think he had to be murdered because he yeah. very he uh manipulated very powerful people with a lot of money so right right it, 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 the jail was a perfect place to kill him you know because he was well but the thing is though his girlfriend who really had all the beans on everybody supposedly she had this little black book where is that little black book where is it you're an attorney you i mean this it's so you know well there is a black book with a lot of addresses of very powerful people but there right. isn't the recording of who powerful people got what i mean jeffrey right. epstein's estate was it uh enormous he was worth like half a billion dollars like right how how much money exchange hands who was paying money yeah you know where was this going but i know that he was operating on an industrial scale like they were compromising many 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 young girls yeah well i think he was a product of mind control i think he was a product of mk ultra you know he came back to the states knowing he was going to get nailed so did she you know they both were probably I don't know. Maybe Jeffrey Epstein and his girlfriend were from outer space somewhere. Maybe they were inter in interdimensional. Okay. <laughs> it's the extraterrestrial. William, I appreciate this time we spent together, brother. Um, I got to have you back on. We just hit yeah, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I want to have you on my show to talk about your new book. If you have time this week or next week, I'd love to have you on. Let, let's do it. Absolutely. Tell everybody okay, cool. how they can get, get in touch with you before we go well you can find me on my website i have an 800 episodes on my podcast william ramsey investigates on a wide variety of su subjects and you can look into damien eccles who's probably the biggest cruelly follower out there alive uh you can hear i've done tons of shows on that my book abomination devil worship and deception and the west memphis three murders you can look into that my books okay. are available at my website and amazon awesome awesome i appreciate it okay um we're gonna uh, go into chat and uh william if you want to stick around we hang out like in a coffee shop a chat shop a chat room uh you're welcome to if you got some place to go i understand that but uh in any case i'll be in touch with you and we'll we'll set up a time that i can awesome. do your show awesome right. that'd be great i really appreciate it thanks so much for the invite it's great to be with you all right nice god to bless you everybody. i'm gonna thank run you here. all right bye-bye right, thank bless. you so much bye -bye. god bless all right, everybody, um, we are going uh, into chat. Uh, I don't know if uh, we had, a, a, I know we're running over, so we got to go. But uh, anyway, whoever raised their hand, Sunshine, let's talk about it in chat. All right, you guys go to davidheavener.tv. Make sure that you watch all those Spotlight uh, channel uh, videos. Don't forget lastevangelist.com episode two. Don't forget, help us with that. We need your help. Love you guys. God bless you. Just remember, you never really lived till you found someone worth dying for. That's Christ Jesus. See you next week.